Just a tiny little boy stood in tears on a busy street corner. What was he doing here as he tried to explain? All he knew was his name, but it was late and beginning to rain. So I asked him about the place where he lived. He remembered the old church where the big cross was lit. Then his eyes opened wide and he said with a smile, if you can get me to the cross, I can find my way home. Show me the cross and I'll find my way home. Show me the cross and I'll know where to go. When I'm there beneath the cross, I'm no far from familiar and I found myself lost but I remember the place where I first saw his face I cried Lord get me to the cross and I can find my way home show
Matthew chapter 14 this morning. Matthew chapter 14. Brother Danny, just take all that off. God has another plan this morning. Matthew chapter 14. Boy, isn't God good. We have so much going on in our church, in our families, and we've got so many of our faithful out hurting, out sick, uh, so many families in the hospital right now, and uh, just God is good. God is good. I've never seen a valley too wide for him. I've never seen a fire too hot for him, and I'm glad that he's good. And I'm glad that as God's people, all the gloom and doom that we have in this old world to deal with, we've got a lot of hope. We've got a lot of victory. We've got a lot to look forward to. And I'm glad in the midst of all the bad stuff, we get to sing that he's coming. Not only is he coming, but he's coming soon. And I'm glad to have that hope. Miss Betty, thank you for letting the Lord use you in a mighty way. Man, I'm glad that all we've got to do is get to the cross. It's good to see Miss Angie Hopper here this morning. I didn't even know she was here. That's an answer to prayer this morning. We have prayed for her. She's been in the hospital and sick, and God just keeps answering prayer. God is good. God is good all the time. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Matthew chapter 14, and in verse 22. <clears throat> in straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship, and to go before him and to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. I'm glad he can walk on the sea. I'm glad he can walk on the midst of our troubles. Those very things that was making these disciples so worried and so tossed about, those very things that stirred them up, Jesus had already conquered. And Jesus was walking upon them. said in verse 26, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, and called him and said unto him, O thou little faith, where didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Lord, give me your strength this morning. Help me, Lord, preach your word. May your will, may your word be accomplished in this place today. Lord, I love you, and I look to you for grace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you on this subject, getting closer to Jesus. And I want you to look down to verse 29, and this is our text for this morning. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. 
What was on Peter's mind going to Jesus? What did he have on his mind when he got out of the ship to get to Jesus? What was going through his mind? What was his intention? What was his desire? What was his motive to get closer to Jesus? Getting closer to Jesus. I want you to know as a child of God, we ought to have a desire to get closer to Jesus. Every day in our life, there ought to be a burning desire within our hearts to get closer to Jesus. And the more that we go through, the more of this life that we live in, I want you to know that the things that we go through will want you to get closer to Jesus. I believe every heart in this place this morning, if you're saved and redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I believe there ought to be a desire within you to get closer to Jesus. I don't think there's anything within us as a saved person on that spirit side that would want us to run away from Jesus and get further away. Our flesh will, but not our spirit. There's that part within us that will just want us to get closer to Jesus. And you see this story and you see this man that he got out of the boat and he got on water. What in the world was he doing? What was going through through his mind thinking that he could walk on this water? What in the world was he going through? Through his mind, the one simple thing, I've got to get closer to Jesus. I've got to get closer to Jesus. I pray that our heart's desire this morning is that we would say exactly what Peter said, I've got to get closer to Jesus. Can you get too close to him? I don't think so. Have you gone too far already? Have you gone far enough? I don't believe so. I don't care if you've been saved a year or 80 years. I believe there ought to be that desire to get closer to Jesus. And no matter how close you are, I believe day by day you can get closer and closer to the Lord. I want us to look at this story this morning. And I want to ask two questions concerning this subject of getting closer to Jesus. Number one, the first question I want to ask is why did Peter want to get closer? Why did Peter want to get closer to Jesus? We find in our text that Jesus had just uh, performed one of the greatest miracles of feeding 5,000. We see the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. And boy, what a great story this was. And then we find that after this miracle, He told His disciples to go to the other side. And He said, get in the boat and go. And the Bible says that when they went, Jesus went to the mountain. And He began to pray. I'm glad in the darkest hour of the night when we're going through the storm that Jesus is high and lifted up and He's praying for us. I love to think about when the disciples were out there toiling, when they were out there distressed that Jesus was high and lifted up praying for them. And the Bible says in the fourth watch, that means the darkest hour of the night. Here they were, the wind was going, the waves were going, the ship was, was going and they were scared to death. They were terrified. I'm telling you, the storm happened had got their attention. And I want you to know the reason that Peter wanted to get closer to God was because of the storm that he was going through. And I can just think that Peter is thinking about the miracle of these loaves and of these fishes. And he just saw Jesus feeding 5,000. And there he was in the midst of the storm. And then he heard the voice of Christ. And he said, I've got to get closer to Jesus. I believe it was the storm that 
that made him want to get closer to Jesus. Have you ever thought about this morning? I know we go on and on about our horror stories and the negativity uh, of the negative things we go through in life. But if you had everything the way you wanted, would you ever pray anymore? If you had life the way you wanted, would you go to church and trust in Jesus and place your faith in Him? Isn't it these storms that keep us close to Jesus? Isn't it these storms that we go through in life that keeps us on our knees? That keeps us waking up in the morning and getting in the Word of God? I'm telling you, if your life was full of roses, you wouldn't need God for anything. But I'm telling you, I want to get closer to Jesus because I do go through the storms just like Peter did. And Peter was going through this storm and this storm was pushing him and, and increasing that desire to get closer to Jesus. Because I just believe that he just thought about that miracle and he said, if I can just get to Jesus, everything will be okay. Do y'all believe this morning if you could just get closer to Jesus, everything will be okay? I believe it to be true this morning. That if we could get closer to Jesus, everything will be okay. Eleven men stayed in the boat, but one man got out on the water because he believed if he got closer to Jesus, that Jesus would calm his storm. May I tell you, Jesus did calm a storm. May I tell you that Jesus can calm your storm today. It's the storm that made him get out of the boat and get to Jesus. Why did Peter want to get closer? The storm of life, but also because he heard his voice. If you're with me, say amen. I want you to understand this. They were in the darkest hour of the night. And it says in verse 26, And the disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. They saw something. But they didn't know who it was or what it was because it was the darkest hour of the night. But notice what he said in verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. He never said, this is Jesus. He never said, I'm the Son of God. Nor did they ever see with their eyes who this truly was at this time. But the very moment that Jesus spoke, Peter knew within his heart who was speaking to him. Isn't it amazing that when the voice of God comes in our life, no matter what we're going through, that we can recognize the voice of God. You know why Peter wanted to get closer to Jesus? Because he recognized his voice. When he heard the voice of Jesus speaking, there was something deep down within the heart of Peter that began to get under conviction. Jesus said himself, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. I want you to know that his people knows his voice this morning. Can y'all amen? Man, y'all are dead this morning. Y'all wake up, okay? Let me tell you something. He knows, we know his voice. And there was Peter in the darkest hour of the night, couldn't see Jesus, couldn't identify Him. But when the Master opened His mouth, He heard the voice, and there was a, this deep something inside of Him that got a hold of Him and said, That's Jesus. That's your shepherd. Because the Bible said that we hear His voice, we know His voice. And let me tell you something, I want to get closer to Jesus when I hear His voice. Because when He began to open His mouth, there was something within the heart of Peter that was drawn to the voice of God. I'm glad that God speaks to us. I'm glad that God speaks to us. You say, preacher, did he talk to you last night? He did. He did talk to me last night. You say, preacher, you done lost your mind. No, I hadn't. 
He didn't speak to me in an audible voice. But He speaks to me through the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit of God. He speaks to me through the reading of God's Word. He speaks to me when I fall on my face before Him and I pray. He speaks to me through the preaching of God's Word. Through the teaching of God's Word. I want you to know that all this church stuff is for a reason. I want you to know we come here so that we can hear the voice of God. This isn't about hearing the preacher's voice. This is about hearing from heaven and hearing from the Lord. And if God's people could just listen to His voice, there is something within us that is drawn to Him when we hear His voice. That's why we need to get under the preaching of God's Word. That's why we need to get to Sunday school. That's why we need to open our Bibles every morning. That's why we need to pray. Because the more we hear His voice, the more we want to get closer to Him. And I want you to notice what it said here in verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake and said unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, as I be not afraid. And Peter answered him, said, Lord, if, if it be thou, bid me come unto the water. When he heard his voice, he got under conviction. And something within him said, you got to go. Because this is what Jesus said in the book of John. He said, My sheep hear my voice and I know them. But notice the last part. And they follow me. When the sheep hear the voice of the master, not only does the sheep know the master, but the sheep follow the master. Why did Peter get out of the boat? Why did Peter get on water? Because he heard the voice of the master. And the voice of the master convicted his heart to the place and the point that he got out of the boat, walked on water to get to Jesus. Let me tell you something, child of God. When God begins to speak to you, and God, God begins to work on you, there is something within your heart. There is a desire that when He speaks to you, you man, i got to go. i got to go. Jesus spoke, and there was 12 people in the ship, and only one of them was willing to do something about it. That ought to tell us something. There was 12 people in the boat. 11 men sat there, and they watched this nut get out of the boat. How many times we said, oh, they're crazy. I'll tell you, the Lord will make you do some crazy things. Seems crazy to the world. But here was this man that got out of the boat because he heard the voice of the shepherd. He said, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Let me tell you something. It's something that comes natural to God's people that when God speaks, we got to follow Him. We have to follow Him. Why did He get closer to Jesus? Because He spoke and there was something within Him said, i got to follow Him. i got to get behind the Lord and i got to follow Him. Aren't you thankful that He calls us? <laughs> Notice what He said in verse 29. And He said, Come. Why did Peter want to get closer to Jesus? Because of the storm of life. Because he heard His voice. Because he was convicted to go. And number four, because he was invited he was invited. Jesus said, come. I want you to know that Peter was invited to get out of the boat and to walk on this water and come and get closer to Jesus. I want you to know there's some great invitations in the Bible. One of the greatest invitations was in Isaiah chapter 1 where the Lord said, Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they will be washed white as snow. I want you to know when He said, Come, let us reason together. He said, Come to me. Let's take care of this. Let's deal with this right now. God has been inviting people for all of eternity to come get closer to Him. I want you to know, lost person, that Jesus is calling you. God is calling you to be saved. He's coming... 
He's calling you to, to deal with your sins. He's calling you to come and be in the family of God. God's people, God's still calling He's still calling. Matthew chapter 11, He gave that great invitation where He said, Come unto Me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm glad that Jesus still invites us unto Him. I want you to know God's, uh, God's children today are invited into the presence of the Lord. Why did He want to get closer? Because Jesus said, Come. Is that enough today? Now, I want to I bring something out. Don't throw your hymn book at me. Y'all can smile. It's okay. It's not a sin to smile in church. If we had a fellowship today, and Norbert Cecil was cooking fish, wonder how different the attendance might be today. Just asking. I'm not accusing. Just throwing that out there. But if we had the, the fun and the games, would that draw us? And if you look at those days, sometimes our attendance is up. And that's great because they get to hear the gospel. But it ought to be that when Jesus says to come, that that's enough to get us there. It ought to be that Jesus commanded us to not forsake the assembly. It ought to be that Jesus told us and instructed us to go and to come. And that ought to be enough to draw us. And we sit down sometimes and we think, what can we do to draw people? What can we do to draw people? Friend, the invitation's already open. The invitation's already been extended. And the invitation, when Jesus said to come, that is to everybody. Whether you're white, black, rich, or poor, that invitation is to everybody. I don't have to change it. I don't have to mess it up. Jesus gave that invitation. And the invitation is still open. And let me tell you something. That invitation ought to be enough. To get us closer to Jesus. Why did he get on the water? Because very simply, the master said, come. Is that enough for you? Is that enough when you're going through your storms? Is that enough in your life when Jesus says, come, that you immediately get out and you go? Question number two. How did Peter get closer to Jesus? I want you to notice this in verse 30. In verse 29, he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. You say, preacher, prove it. I don't have to because his word already said it. You say, well, I don't believe he walked on water. Well, I do. You say, well, there's not enough evidence to prove that he walked on water. Yes, it is. Thus saith the Lord said it. You say, well, the, the volume of the water and the increasity and the density, and I don't know, I'm an idiot. But all of that says there ain't no way he walked on water. But God said he walked on water. And if God said he walked on water, he walked on water. And I believe that very day that that man stepped out of the boat and he did the unthinkable. He did the unthinkable. He walked upon water. And when we go to Jesus, let me tell you something. You can do things you've never done before when you're just willing to get closer to the Lord. Notice what he said. But when he saw the wind, boisterous was afraid, beginning to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. And he got out on the water and he began to look at all the trials. And, and the Lord said, hey, look at here. And Peter said, save me. What kept him on top? What got him out of the boat? 
What kept him on top of the water? The faith that he had in the Lord. And let me tell you something. If you're going to get closer to Jesus, it's going to take your faith. It's going to take your belief in Him. It's going to take your trust in Him. Do you believe that He can? Do you believe that He will? Do you believe He already has? <laughs> Do you believe that He's the Alpha and Omega? Let me tell you something. When the doctors write people off, it doesn't mean anything. Because God has the last stand and the last voice. Let me tell you something. I believe that He can. And as long as we believe that He can and believe that we can through Him, then we can get closer to Jesus. We need to get closer to Him. But we will not do it without faith in Him. We need to trust Him every single day and place our faith and trust in Him. The only way you're going to get closer to Jesus is through faith. I've heard people say, well, if I tithe enough, I can get closer to Jesus. Oh, if I, if I go to church enough, I can get closer to Jesus. Let me tell you something. All of these actions does, does not get you closer to Jesus, okay? You do these things because you are close to Jesus, okay? It's faith that gets you closer to Jesus. Oh, if I can just do enough. Oh, if I can just impress Him. Let me tell you something. You can't impress God. The only thing that impresses God is when we place our faith and trust in His Son, Jesus. You want to get closer to Jesus, it's going to take you stepping out of the boat. It's going to take you placing your faith and trust in the Lord. Let me tell you something. You know how He got to Jesus? He had to leave the past behind. He had to get out of the boat. In order to get somewhere, He had to leave somewhere. I want you to know if He was going to get to Jesus, He was going to have to leave a place. And in order for him to get closer to Jesus, he was going to have to get out of that boat. I guarantee they sometimes, I don't want to get out of the boat. I don't want to change. Preacher, I'm happy where I'm at. Man, I'll tell you what, I don't want to go any further. And those 11 men, that's exactly what they said. And you know what? They stayed in that boat where they thought was the most comfortable place. Let me tell you something. The most comfortable place to be in this life is with the Master. And where Peter was going is where we need to get to go to today. But you'll never get there if you don't ever get out of the boat. If you don't ever step out on faith. That first step is scary. That first step is terrifying. I've heard people say, preacher, man, I've sat back there and I heard the preaching and I had to join, I had to be saved, I had to do this, I had to do that. And I just couldn't do it. Why? Because that first step is scary. And I'm not just talking about physically, I'm talking about spiritually. It is scary stepping out. Could you imagine those 11 people? Peter, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? Have you gone nuts? <laughs> and I believe he said, yeah. For Jesus. And he stepped out of that boat and he did what those other 11 men wasn't willing to do. And let me tell you something, he got blessed for it. And let me tell you something, you know what happened? He got closer to Jesus. And he was closer with Jesus than those other 11 men. Not because Jesus called him more than the other 11 men, but because of that one man's willingness to get out of the boat and get closer to Jesus. How willing are you to make that step towards Christ? Is it just one step? I think so. Because once he stepped out there, hey, things got messed up. 
Things got rough, but once he got out there, let me tell you something. He was in the control of the master. And let me tell you something. He may start sinking, but he wasn't going to drown that day, okay? Because the master was on the water. And the master wasn't going to let him drown. Let me tell you something. You step out, you may sink a little bit, but you're not going to drown. The Lord's not going to let you get defeated, okay? You step out and you step out on faith and you get ready because Jesus is out there with you. And you get closer to the Lord. And the more you walk and the more you step out on faith, the closer you get to Him. Now here it is. How to get closer to Jesus. Peter made a decision. He had faith in the Lord. He stepped out of the boat. But we can say all of that, but here it is. When he started sinking, there was a hand that was reached down for him. And let me tell you something. You cannot get closer to Jesus because of how good you are. But you can get closer to Jesus because of how good he is. And I want you to know that there's going to be some times that you're going to bump and you're going to fall and you're going to make mistakes. But if you step out on faith and you follow the Lord and you're willing to get closer to Jesus, I want you to know He'll be there every time that you fall. And He'll reach His hand down gloriously from heaven and pick you up out of the water. I'll tell you what, He's picked me up. He picks me up every single day. I look at the Wells family, what they've gone through this week, the Bowen family, what they've gone through this week. The Higginbotham's are now starting to go through it with Miss Merlin. I've never, David said, I've been old and I've been young, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And I'm so glad and I'm so thankful today that if you want to get closer to Jesus, you can. And when you step out there, you're going to fail and you're going to mess up. But he's always there to pick us up. When he called me to preach, I said, Lord, I'm the dumbest. <laughs> what in the world are you doing? I can't do this. I can't do that. He said, you're right. But I can through you. And there's been a lots of times that I've been sinking. <clears throat> there's been times that I thought I was going to drown. But he's always been there to pick me up. And that's one thing. And you have a desire to get closer to Jesus. He'll always be there to pick you up. Before we start invitation, I want you to think in your heart and mind of all the times. Even though it was scary, you stepped out on faith. And I want you to be reminded of all the times the Lord was there for you. And He was there to reach down for you to pick you up. He has not forsaken you. Nor will He ever. Our God is good. Our God is there and our God is reaching down. Get closer to Jesus. The Bowen family. God's people, I want us to fall on our face for them this morning. The Wells family, I want us to fall on our face for them. Miss Merlin, I want us to fall on our face for her this morning. We got people around us that are hurting. We got people on their deathbed. We got people, the doctors are saying a lot, but I know who's in control. But I know what happens when God's people get to praying. Amen. Poor Miss Nettle, we don't know what to think. <laughs> Soon we think it's all gone and done. She's sitting up in bed this morning drinking a Diet Coke. It ain't up to us. It's not up to the doctor. It's up to him. And I know he's faithful. 
But we got to be willing to step out. These altars are going to be open. I want to encourage our church to flood these altars. If you're lost this morning, would you be saved today? His arms are wide open. The invitation is given. Would you be saved? Would you be saved today? If you need have a decision to make,